This is the Let's Go Win Podcast with your host, J.M. Ryerson. What's happening, you guys? Welcome back to Tuesday Tune-Up on the Let's Go Win Podcast. Today, we're going to be, as always, talking about being happy, healthy, wealthy, but we're going to focus on wealth today and more specifically businesses. And it's something that I do for a living. I work with executives and their teams on really helping their teams be more productive and being clear on you know, who they are, what's their culture, how they behave, what are their goals. And that all sounds really basic, but, and I'm going to pull this up, but the one sheet is really uh, what I'm hoping to get to so that when you're done with going through all of this, that you can share from top to bottom, your entire organization, exactly who you are, what you stand for, what the goals are, why the company exists, what the why is, all of that stuff that we know we should know. But when I talk to executives and I say, what are your cultural values? They don't know. And one executive will say some values. And then the second executive will say a different set of values. And I ask a third and they'll say a different set of values. And the, the challenge with that is if we don't get it right at the top there's no chance that we can get it right in that middle tier or or entry level because you have to start and get really clear and focused uh, up front and then do cascading communication. So the entire idea of this episode is to work on what's, it'll be six things. I call it the one sheet. That's just the simple idea so that you have it right in front of you. Everyone in your company has it right in front of you. And what we're going to start with is meetings, okay? Everyone, when I say, do you love meetings? There's a collective sigh, groan, roll of the eyes. It's not something that people love, but it doesn't have to be that way. And I don't have time to go into all of the training, but I want to give you the basics so that if you go work with your team, that you can work on your own one sheet. And if you're struggling with it, then you can reach out. And I'm happy to help. I love helping companies. Um, it's something I'm passionate about. Just had a chance to help a company, um, you know, actually pro bono, which was awesome. A company that I love. They've helped my son so much. And we had a chance to go through the entire winning team game plan and work on that. And so I'm going to be going back early June to really see how they did. Did they, were they able to bring it all together? So every meeting is the first thing that we have on the one sheet. And the basic question that we want to ask at every meeting is, what are we looking to accomplish? And you want to verbalize that question because often people show up at meetings because you told them so. It's because it's on the schedule and they just know to be there. But the truth is, it's not just the facilitators meeting. It's everyone in that rooms. It's their meeting. And you want them to come with a very specific agenda of what they're looking to accomplish and see if it aligns with what you are looking to accomplish. And um, there is a way to do a meeting cadence. Um, again, I don't have time to go through all of that, but the basic question is, what are we looking to accomplish today? And remind them that this isn't just my meeting as a facilitator. So the example is I'm talking during this entire podcast 
that would be a bad example of how you want to run a meeting. You don't want one person dictating all of it. You want interaction. You want people to know what are we looking to get done today? Who's responsible for what? So when we leave, the expectations are extremely clear on why we met, what are we looking to accomplish, who's responsible for what? So we start the one sheet with every meeting. What are we looking to accomplish? Do we need to remind ourselves of that? Yeah, because typical meetings start off. You come in and you're like, hey, Bob, how was the weekend? And you start talking a little small talk about the weekend and then immediately start into bitching about whatever's going on in the company. And then the meeting goes on. Maybe an idea is brought up and then we wrap up because time dictates that we're done or People are just, you know, they, they get tired. And the truth is we can have much more effective meetings by just saying, what are we looking to accomplish today? Write it on the board. Get it up there. Is there anything else that we need to do? Yes, no, whatever the answer is. And then dive into uh, your meeting cadence. All right. What is our office why? And the vision is what we're really talking about here, right? This is the chance where what gets you out of bed? For me, it's it's always been my kids. And so when I, you know, when I interview people, when I ask people, what is your why? I ask the significant uh, other what their why is. I want to know why they're coming to work here, not just for a paycheck, because that will only motivate you so far. But what is your actual why? And a quick side note on bringing spouses or significant other to an interview, if at all possible. Again, not an HR uh, guy, so don't quote me on this. If you can't do it with a W-2, I get it. But find a way to meet with them. And the purpose is not to interview that spouse. The purpose is to inter- uh, let them interview you because you want an advocate at the home you don't want an adversary. And so often we play the telephone game where you interview somebody and you gave them all this vision and then they go home and they start playing the telephone game. Well, the problem is a lot of the telephone game gets lost and they simply focus on maybe what the pay is, something exciting, but none of the real expectations. Well, next thing you know, you have a very irritated significant other at home And now that employee is not looking to stay with you. And it's why retention is so challenging. So incorporate that in. Tell them what your office why is. Give that opportunity to not only the candidate, but the significant other to understand what that vision is of the company. And is your vision big enough for their vision to fit inside of it? If it's not, go back to the drawing board. You have to have a vision so big that their vision fits inside of it. Okay. So that's number two. First was every meeting. What are we looking to accomplish? Number two is what is our office? Why? Why do we, uh, why are we here? What gets us out of bed? The next one is why does the company exist? Now, this is a very simple question and it seems extremely uh, simple. Like, why do we have to ask this? But we want to be exactly clear on what we do. So everybody is really crystal clear. Their objective is to whatever, if you sell baseball bats, that's why we exist to be the best baseball bat, uh, you know, maker and seller in the entire country. Okay, cool. Now everybody knows exactly what they're doing. So there's tasks that'll come up 
that if they don't support being the best baseball bat, you know, distributor in the country, that's probably not a priority. And this is where email gets involved. This is where you get a chance to really um, say, you know, is that a priority? Get it down to the core three things and make sure that it's in alignment with being the best baseball distributor in the country. That's not an example. I've ever been a baseball distributor, but I'm just saying that would be the examples. This is what we do. We create and distribute baseball bats. So every single day when a decision needs to be made, does it support being the best baseball bat distributor? Yes, it does. Okay, great. We want to do that. If it doesn't, that's not a priority. It's a task. And we put that on the lower part of the priority list. We take care of our core three things. All right. How do we behave? This guy's It's not cultural values. This is how you expect people to walk through the door and what you expect of their behavior. So I'll give you an example of a company I worked with. Uh, They chose to be present, to be accountable, and to be respectful. It also has the acronym of PAR. So PAR for the course, which is this is how it should be, is to be present, to be fully engaged. So The example here would be if you're in a meeting to be truly present, you have to put that cell phone down. You have to really engage with one another, not be doing three things at one time, but truly be present in the moment. Be accountable. This is, as you guys have heard many times on the show, do what you say you're going to do, commit to it. And if you mess up, if you didn't do it, just apologize. No problem. You didn't see it through, but make sure it doesn't happen again. And lastly, be respectful. Now, that sounds really basic, but the best way I explain this is uh, most of the companies I work with, when I explain be respectful, that whether it's the CEO of the company, uh, middle tier manager, account executive, the janitor, anyone in between, everyone's treated the same. Now, for some, they don't like that idea because they like the hierarchy and The CEO, you're going to treat differently than you are, uh, again, maybe the janitor. I don't believe in that, or at least this company certainly didn't. So how they expected to act is to be, uh, be present, to be accountable, and to be respectful. And that helped with all of their, uh, if there were behavioral issues, you can go right to that. And you can say, hey, you weren't, you didn't do what you say you're going to do. Can you understand how that's outside of what we agreed to the behavior of our company. And those, those examples don't have to be yours. You can come up with whatever you want to have a growth mindset, to be ultra competitive, to uh, have a family feel. Once you describe it, now you can hold people accountable to this is how we behave. And the nice thing is people will immediately either buy in. This is what I, where I want to be. Or they will choose out to say, you know what, if, if having a family environment in a business is not something they're comfortable with, that gives them a chance to say, you know what, this isn't for me. I don't love uh, being around family in a business environment. Cool. This isn't going to be a great, great fit for you. Then we get into what are our cultural values. Now, cultural values are what are innate to you. These are things that you have to have in order for your company to thrive. And we've seen in downturns when the companies that did well, 
they were clear on their culture. It wasn't they were ahead of strategy. wasn't that they had more money. It was literally, and we just saw this with the great resignation, the companies that stood the test of time, they were clear on who they were. What is the fabric of their company? What are the cultural values that they have? And so one of the the companies I work with are actually, you know what, I'll give you our family values because that's a personal thing that's easy to do. We have three cultural values. Why three? Because we can remember three. You try to go to six, which by the way, I've done, and you'll end up like me. You'll forget the the values when you're speaking on stage in front of 1500 people. Yes, that 100% happened to me. And let me tell you how smart I was. I actually added a seventh core value that day on stage. Couldn't remember the six, needed help. Now, here's what's interesting. After I got off stage, I did an informal pool with people around the company to ask if they knew what our core values were. Less than 10%, basically the people that, you well, shoot, it was way less than that. It was probably like 1%. The people that were in the room had a chance at all six core values just too many. So we broke it down to three core values the next time uh, before the next uh, meeting, which a year later, I'm on stage doing the core values again. And I didn't forget. Got off stage, asked people about the core values. 90% of people remembered what our core values were because we introduced those every single meeting. We We made sure to repeat it over and over. This is who we are. And, um, we also simplified it down to three, the brain also, it it can remember three. So for our family, it's courage, fun, and love. Those are our three cultural values. And how that shows up is if Trey doesn't act courageously, that gives me a chance to say, Hey bud, do you see how, uh, when you were scared to study for your math test and you failed, how that wasn't acting courageously? Yeah, dad you know, um, or uh, love. This happens all the time. We have two boys, TJ or Trey punches one another and I can go to them and say, do you see how punching your brother isn't a form of love? Yeah, dad, I can see that. Instead of saying you're terrible, you're wrong. You're a bad kid. I'm the dad. I'm going to spank you. You actually go to right to the cultural values that they agreed to, to say, remember when we said courage, fun, and love is how we want to show up. Yeah, I do. Okay, cool. So we don't have to have this conversation again. Same thing applies in business. So find those three cultural values. And the the pro tip that I'll give is get your executive team in a room. I would suggest no more than six, and that's pushing it, to really popcorn the ideas of the values. And you're going to have a bunch on the board. And as you see the ones that really resonate with your team that are really innate, circle those. And you'll end up with, I don't know, probably 10. And then you really go around the room to figure out who feels strongly about courage. You know, with our family, courage, that was something that we all felt so strongly. We wanted to act courageously. Obviously, fun, that's a part of every cultural value of every company I've ever had. Um, And then love, it's our family, man. We wanted to to, to obviously love one another, but in the company, you want the same thing. You want people to know that this is who I am. This is what I represent. And I want to, I want the rest of the people to know that. And then lastly, what are your company goals? Now I would suggest for your one sheet that you have 
your 90-day or your quarterly goals. Again, no more than three. And I would also suggest maybe next to it that you have your yearly goals. You cannot tell people enough what the goals are and where, where we're at. What do we need to do to hit these goals? Keep it in front of them because as human beings, when we have these goals in front of us, we're 60% more likely just by having it in front of us um, written down, 60% more likely to hit it. You're 80% more likely if you look at it at least twice a day. So if you know as a business that if I write down my goals, I share them, everybody's fully aware of them every single day, we're that much more likely to hit it, why wouldn't you? So your one sheet, again, to break it down, it what are we looking to accomplish at every meeting? What is our office why? What gets us out of bed? What does Why does the company exist? What do we do? How do we behave? What are our three cultural values? And ultimately, what are the company goals that we're looking to accomplish for the quarter and for the year? So guys, when you get down, down to it, your, your whole company will break down to this one sheet of paper that's in front of every single person. Now, remember, you can't just say it one time and think that people are going to remember it. This takes repetitive times in the, in the meetings, in front of them, to really get it ingrained in the head. Remember, it takes over 66 days was the most recent that I found on creating habits. 66 days in a row to create a habit. Does that mean if you miss a day that you won't create it? No, but that just tells you you can't say it one time and think people are going to get it. That's why you want to get these one sheets and have them right in front of you. Anyway, I know that's a little bit more business specific, but I wanted to share it with you because I'm passionate about companies really being able to use this, get clear on, on, on these questions so that they can thrive and some of these challenging times that, that we've encountered or in the great times. But when we face the challenging times that you won't go away, your company will continue to thrive. So if you have questions, please feel free to reach out to me. Uh, Let's go win 365 on any social media platform info at let's go win.com. If your company is looking for help on uh, creating this one sheet, it's truly what I love to do is help companies uh, get clear on what they're doing and, and make their lives easier and make more money. That's, that's the whole idea. So, uh, and please share this out with somebody that has a business that maybe they're not clear on their culture. Maybe they're not hitting their goals. Maybe they're not uh, really, they're just struggling. And most companies, I would say 90% when I walk through the door and I ask these questions, they don't have answers. And it will make your life that much more simple and people will feel recognized. They'll know what, why they're there, what they're working for. It's a huge win-win for the company and for your employees. So uh, until next time, make sure uh, to share this out. Like I said, that really helps us and helps get this information out. Remember your mindset matters. I appreciate you all and we'll talk soon. Thank you so much for listening. If this content is delivering value to you, please make sure to subscribe, rate, and review us. That helps us build this community, and that is what we are all about. Building this community as big as we can, helping as many people as we can, and deliver as much value as possible. Be sure to head over to letsgowinpodcast.com for information on my coaching courses, and make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Let's Go Win 365. 
Let's go win and transcend in life. This is the Let's Go Win Podcast with your host, J.M. Ryerson. 